0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. My name is Catherine and I'm so excited, excited. Can you hear the excitement in my voice (laughs) to be back on a somewhat normal recording schedule to bring you guys the astrology series? So we are back to the astrology series um, starting where we left off. So if you are just tuning into this series, I highly recommend you start this series from the beginning where we get into what is astrology, the history of astrology. And this is supposed to give you a better understanding of astrology if you are a new learning astrology lover, like many of us are, and getting you more into knowing how you can use astrology to benefit your everyday lives, and also to get a better understanding and reading your own birth chart and maybe even the birth charts of your friends and um, family, right? Having some fun with it. And when I think about astrology, I think astrology should be fun. Um, yes, there are some energies that feel a little bit gloomy, that feel a little bit like an obstacle, and sometimes feel like a little bit of a hardship um, with everything, in life. We have that, right? So astrology, the way that I interpret it should be used for fun and reflection. There's certain things that regardless what astrology says or what's happening in the cosmos, we're not going to be able to change, right? So why is focus so much energy on that? Let's make it a fun philosophy to learn. So we are currently on the planets. So we just finished, for those who are new to tuning in, we've discussed the introduction of astrology, the history of astrology, and also the sun and the moon. So now we are going to move our energy towards learning and understanding the planets before we get into the zodiacs. So what is interesting about astrology is that each planet has an area of representation, it has an area of traits, and it has an area of purpose that we look at. And most of these planets are rulers of certain zodiacs. And when we think about it like that, This is something that I would say gives that Zodiac a little bit of an extra push. It gives that Zodiac a little bit of an extra energy, a little bit of an extra insight related to that planet. So we have not only planets, but we also have asteroids and we have um, little cosmo... Energies of aspects that hit zodiacs in certain ways. And we also have transitions when the planets either conjunct, oppose, or even square each other. And we'll get into that a little bit separately um, after we go over the introduction of each planet. So the first planet that we are talking about um, is Mercury. And the way that you look at each planet, in all honesty, is really up to you. But there's certain things that each planet resembles and also has. It's kind of like the rules of astrology, right? Kind of like if you're going to make lemons or you're going to make lemonade, you know some lemons will be involved, right? It's just a rule. You can't make lemonade And not have any lemons. It doesn't work like that. So when we think of astrology and we think about the planets, we know there's certain aspects about these planets that are just kind of like a rule, right? How we interpret it is up to you. But we know there are some rules about these planets. So let's talk about Mercury. And for those who are into areas of... Communication. Mercury is definitely the energy of the communication, I would say. It's known as the messenger, almost like the messenger of the cosmos, the messenger of the gods, the messenger of everything that is kind of in that area of giving and receiving a message. Also, Mercury is the number five. So we have to remember that each planet also has a number. And sometimes there's a day in the week that correlates with that planet. The day for Mercury is Wednesday. So if you ever hear anybody say happy Venus day, they're usually referring to that day that that planet resembles and Mercury resembles Wednesday. Wednesday. The color is like an orange. It's like an orangey, beautiful um, color. Kind of reminds me of like almost like a stone um, mosaic color that you would see in like a temple. Like it's a gorgeous color. Mercury also, when we are looking at areas of the anatomy of the human or of other living creatures it represents the area of the respiratory system and the brain. It is also resembled to metals of platinum and a stone called a gate, a gate. Um, mercury's herbs include cloves and um, cordoner. and also the plant that it represents or the plant that's known when we think about Mercury is hazel. What's interesting about mercury is there's also a aspect around it that's tied into the medical. So if you are a doctor or a nurse, or maybe somehow you are tied into the energy of healthcare or helping people or healing, maybe you're an herbalist, there might be strong ties of mercury in your chart. It is known as the energy of the originator of, let's say, a doctor, right? It has that energy of bringing insight and messages of maybe a current situation, a current health practice, or something that is going on within the body. So Mercury has a caduceus that resembles the medical professional And when we look at the caduceus and we see it, we automatically think like EMTs, paramedics, nurses, doctors, anybody who is related to that medical field. Um, There's also a good, good background that the origin of the caduceus could also be translated from the Hebrew Bible. Um, And its numbers resemble 21 and four through nine, but also is believed that Moses bring a curse of snakes on the Israelites. He removes this curse by placing a bronze serpent on a staff, which the victim of the snake bite can touch or just look at and be held. Um, So it has like this biblical presence and a lot of astrology does. A lot of astrology, um, when we look at certain ties, it goes back to the energy of certain religions and practices and mythologies. And we also see it as areas of the rebirth in the Greek and Roman mythologies when we talk about the caduceus. So let's get into Mercury as the little planet, because in all honesty, Mercury is the innermost and smallest planet in the solar system. And often people can actually see it in the morning and sometimes in the twilight. And it, Mercury has this Greek element, like all astrology does, where it is believed to be the planet to be the two separate parts. Okay, so it has two separate parts. And this is interesting because when we think about who Mercury rules, we have to remember Mercury rules two zodiacs. Okay, (laughs) I know it gets a little tricky. And one of these zodiacs actually is known as the Gemini. But anyways, let's get into this. Okay, so Mercury is known to own two, or astronomers believe that the planet has two separate parts. One is visible in the morning, which they called, back in the areas of mythology, Apollo. The other one is more visible in the evening time, and that is called Hermes. Later, the Romans started to believe and actually named the planet after the god Mercury. Okay, I know, right? And there's this energy that it is a messenger. It is the energy of trade, profit, and commerce. And we tend to see that with some of the transitions that happen in certain aspects. So for instance, if like, let's say Mercury is currently aligned with Saturn. Okay. And let's say they're opposing each other. Let's not talk about what Zodiac they're in. Let's just say that there's an opposition of Mercury and Saturn. There might be some energy where it feels like a conflict around commerce around boundaries, around restrictions, maybe certain energy of certain places that usually are fruitful, maybe speed out a lot of communication, all of a sudden there's silence or all of a sudden that messenger energy has a lot of restrictions and oppositions and it's not really at a flow that it used to be, right? So astrologically speaking, the planet is known as the energy of the God's wand. And it has the caduceus, which is that representation that we see today as medical professionals. And a lot of times I see these tattoos on people and I'm thinking, do you got any? Uh, are, are, you a, are, are you a Virgo? Are you a Gemini? <laughs> but we see it as the medical representation, right? Um, and There's variations of that symbol of the caduceus that comes from a symbolizing of, like I said, medicine, modern medicine. Mercury also represents the mind. Okay. And that's a huge thing. So not only communication where we're thinking about the energy of the throat chakra, when I think of mercury, I always think of the throat chakra. I don't know. It just kind of happens. But also we have to look at that energy of the crown chakra, the mind, the see all, be all, feel all, do all energy that Mercury represents the mind and the intellect. And it rules not only one, but two zodiacs the sign of duality, which is known as the Gemini and also the Virgo, that goddess, that maiden or the whore. And what's interesting is we know the Geminis as the twins, right? A lot of us know Geminis, they're the twins. They're that energy of that twin energy. But also we know the Virgo has that automatic duality as well, the maiden or the whore, right? And remember, Mercury has two separate parts. Ooh, it gets deep boo boo. <laughs> right? So we have to think about it like that. So when we think about Mercury, we kind of think about duality. What could be seen one way can also be perceived as another. That energy of the mind. It has an exhalation in Aquarius. And it's also the airy the planet that is known to be airy. Even though Gemini is a air sign, Virgo is a earth sign, but it has that airy association of vibrations of air. And also we have to think when we are thinking about air, we also have to remember sound, right? If I was on the mic too much, you, know, you would hear that air element and a lot of formations of communication. So we have to remember, everything goes back to energy. How the energy is perceived, how the energy is received, how the energy is released. And with mercury, we have to think of communication, the outflow of intelligence, and the area of position. And also the energy of the mental function when we look at it. We all know mercury retrograde. Babe, mercury retrograde is like the tell all, see all of energies, right? When we talk about like, oh, oh my goodness, Mercury retrograde is coming. Even people who are uh, how can I say this in a nice way? Even people who okay. And I will I will tell you this. When we are learning astrology, understanding The planets, to me, is the most important part. That's just my interpretation. How you interpret your astrology is totally different to you, right? But everybody, when we're first learning astrology, we hear of the zodiacs. We know the zodiacs, right? Somewhat, you know, we know we don't like a Gemini because a Gemini hurt our feelings once, right? We know we don't like a Virgo because maybe a Virgo felt very standoffish once, right? We know we love Virgos because maybe like me, my sister's a Virgo. I feel entwined to being around Virgos. Who knows, right? Um, So we have this area of thoughts, memories, and perception that we once received from this zodiac right so somehow we tend to correlate all the zodiacs as being the same which isn't necessarily true at all but when we're first learning astrology it's kind of what we do right and we and we always hear about mercury retrograde because everybody talks about mercury retrograde fuck you even hear about it sometimes like on tv shows oh it's it on mercury retrograde the memes go crazy, so Mercury retrograde, which occurs three times a year, okay, so that's what I say, like you can't stop manifesting, you can't stop creating just because of Mercury retrograde, you have to live your life. <laughs> your communication might not be as free flowing. Um, maybe your insight might not be as tied in as it used to be, and maybe you want to spend a little extra time reading those contracts. People are born during Mercury retrograde. People get married during retrograde. Shit still happens during Mercury retrograde. We're not going to shut down the world, right? So Mercury retrograde, which occurs three times a year for about three weeks each time it happens. So Mercury retrograde has been happening, it's here, it's going to stay, it's not leaving. So what is Mercury retrograde? So for some people, they believe that the mental connection tends to have a breakdown. There's that area of insight that kind of goes to a slower function as the planet is seen to be moving in a different speed of a slower pace. It's not a good time, as many astrologers would say, to be making new decisions when it comes to businesses or big plans or anything that feels like it is a big jump. But it is a good time to do some reflection, right? And in all honesty, when we are moving at a slower pace in the cosmos, especially with Mercury, we're going to see that area of insight, maybe take a couple steps back. Also, you might want to relax some of the intensity of making these vibrant decisions. Like if you're one of those people who's like, "Mm, let me think about this. You might want to think about it to the end of Mercury Retrograde. Um, I do still sometimes do some intentions and manifestations during Mercury Retrograde. I mean, have I come into problems during it? Sure. There's been a few times where I've recorded podcasts and I've accidentally deleted them. Regardless if Mercury Retrograde was happening. But for me, it might happen a little bit more frequently Also, what's important when we are looking at where is Mercury in your chart will say a lot about you. How you communicate, how you break things down, how you feel about certain things, how you organize certain things, where are you headed in your journey has a lot to do with where is Mercury in your chart. Is Mercury centered in the energy of maybe your house of, let's say, your seventh house of partnerships, right? So you'll see that energy of partnerships. You'll know that collaboration is very big for you, right? Look at where is that mercury. You have a lot of insight when it comes to your energy of relationships, um, guidance. It, it, it pays a difference, right? So you want to look at that especially, you know, in your chart regardless, but also in your chart when there is a Mercury retrograde and kind of see where there might be a disconnect. Where is that disconnect from um, before you move forward in certain things, especially, right? Um, So let's get into the energy of what we want to know about Mercury. So we know that there's a lot of ancient wisdom tied into the energy of all the planets. And if you want to get more deep into that of each planet, you can, and you can hear the mythology about it. Um, but I will read this little insert from The Secret Language of Astrology. And it talks about the ancient Irish and Indian astrologers living thousands of miles apart. They use the word bud to awaken, enlighten. And in Sanskrit, for Mercury, this suggests that their craft came from a common Indo-European root. Early in the Babylon, Mercury was called Bebo or nabo the proclaimer and the god of wisdom his relationship to the dominant god marduk was culturally entwined and even obscured rather as the planet mercury itself is so close to the sun for three periods each year it cannot be seen for our ancestors mercury governed or Mercury governed the second of our seven ages. So pay close attention if you are going to divide it into seven of moments in time, right? Childhood. This is the time when we often have reflectionary, like Shakespeare, the whining schoolboy, creeping to the school, we began to acquire the knowledge and wisdom that can counter- Balance our untamed energies. Both gods, Hermes and Mercury, wore winged like shoes, and they believe that enabled them to dart from a place to place as the planet of Mercury itself follows a winding path. The word mercurial derives from this quality and this energy of restlessness. And when we are looking at Mercury, in the birth chart, right? That energy that upholds in the birth chart. Let's look at that with a open area of the two most important things that we see with relationships, the area of communication, the area of making decisions, the intellectual foresight, And this has a lot to do with relationships with self, relationships with others, and relationships as a whole. Mercury, we know, rules communication and our mind. So that's very big. Um, People who have the number of um, three are considered to be uh, communicators, the communicators of the world, right? Which is interesting because Mercury isn't necessarily the represents the number three it doesn't represent the number three it represents the number five as the fifth planet which i think is kind of odd because you would think that mercury would represent the number three as the gemini right but what i've learned is that it represents the number five um, and when we think about the number th- five, w- I think more usually of that area of self-expression and creativity, like we see with the Leo, right? Like we see with that startup and like entertainments, but it is actually a resemblance of five. But when we look at the number three in like a n- more of a numerology purpose, we have to remember that communication The energy of the Gemini, the energy of the intellectual is known to have this connection with a lot of things, a lot of things. Like there's so many successful Geminis out there. And we think about Geminis and we also think about that area of sound, sound frequency. A lot of singers are Geminis. A lot of rappers are Geminis. A lot of poets are Geminis. Stevie Nicks is a Gemini. Tupac Shakur, Biggie is a Gemini. Prince is a Gemini. So these are hard hitters, right? These are people who are masters at their craft. Their craft for communication. They have the strong intelligence of the thoughts before they create, right? It's not like they're just out there singing, They're really putting a lot of thought into it. There's a passion into it. We see it. We feel it. Kendrick Lamar is a Gemini. So that energy of three relates to Mercury, even though it represents the number of five because we have them being rulers of Gemini. So it's also time to look at what the birth chart reveals in the way that you think, the way that you interpret things, and the way that you write and speaking, and the the means of what you see it within yourself, what you see it within the relationships with others, and also Mercury represents that energy of your style, your writing style, your energy to make contact, our relationship with technology, our relationship with computers, our relationships with our cars, our relationship especially with expression. How do we get that expression out? Mercury is also known for the places of publishing libraries, right? So when we think about like something, let's say, um, let me give you an example of something that possibly could happen. Let's say There was some type of closure of all the libraries in the country. Who knows, right? Somebody says, people aren't reading books anymore. We are going to close all the libraries, all the public libraries. This actually might happen, right? We would look at where is Mercury? What is Mercury doing? That energy of the... Libraries, the area of books, the areas of insight, the areas of learning. I feel like Mercury has a lot of technical areas around social media as well. Um, But back in the day, they didn't have social media, right? They had um, different ways of communicating. They had the Egyptians had like um, their murals, they had their area of writing, of glyphs, of, you know, writing in books. We didn't have social media. How did those messages get passed along from different countries, different regions of the world, right? Was it, and when we think about it, was it a a story going from, area of the planet to another area of the planet, how do they know to all build those pyramids? Where did that mercury energy come from when they didn't have means of technology, right? Was it a note in a bottle traveled to the, from the sea? Voyagers traveling from the sea, bringing new insight, sharing that message, Also, we have to look at media when we think about Mercury. Social media stopped one day. I don't know what day. I think that was like in 2021. There was like right before the Facebook trials for, um, I believe it was for like censorship and also for um, Facebook was going through some, some things. Facebook was going through some things, and it was like the day of Mercury retrograde, the day that Facebook like started these um, court hearings. Mark Zuckerberg had to share his story, and the internet crashed. Well, not all the internet, but Instagram and Facebook and the ones that were. Um, owned by Mark Zuckerberg and there was a lot of people who were in a absolute frenzy because that was their way of communication with their audience with their followers with their you know if there was a life coach they usually do Instagram lives every morning or some shit Um, that energy of social media so we have to look at that energy of media and the news of marketing as well. How is it being marketed out to us? It's also very dominant. Mercury is a very dominant energy. It's not a silent energy. It's not a very like blissful or whimsical energy. It feels dominant, right? Right kind of has that dominant energy, but it also feels soft at times. Understanding, there's that energy of understanding behind Mercury, and there's also that energy of not understanding something, of not understanding certain things. Certain things may come easy to you, depending on where Mercury is in your chart, while certain things may feel like an extreme Obstacle to you, and right now, when we look at Mercury, as I am recording this podcast, Mercury is currently in Scorpio. Okay, so today Mercury is in Scorpio at 21 degrees, and it is November 4th. Woo-hoo. Right, it's November 4th, and it is 9:09 a.m. And when we think about this, what does Mercury represent with Mercury and Scorpio? There's that energy where it almost feels like a delivery. Maybe some hidden secrets are coming. Some hidden secrets are coming because Scorpio is all about secrets, that dark underworld, right? Right. Um, the power of perception may feel a little bit psychic. I mean, feel a little bit delightful. It may feel a little bit forbidden. Ooh, have you guys been listening to a lot of conspiracies, <laughs> right? That energy of the spooky stories. I had such a strong, strong, I would say almost like strong, intense, creation of wanting to create spooky stories. Maybe it was the Mercury and Scorpio leading me that way, right? Maybe it was because Mercury and Scorpio felt so aligned with me. And it was saying, ooh, that spooky communication. The fans will love it. Gobble it up. The listeners will love it. Gobble it up. Gobble it up for Halloween the season, for spooky season. I thought it was fun. Now I could see somebody who, I will tell you this though. I will tell you, my first spooky story, The Witch's Tale, that area of communication, I dreamt about it that night. I kind of had like a little, bit, not really a nightmare, but it was still in my mind, right? It was still in my mind, that spooky presence behind it was still in my mind. This is also a time where it feels with Mercury and Scorpio, it feels like the ability to concentrate might be a little bit more enhanced. So, that dark energy, that forbidden energy, and somebody who concentrates on like meditations, but we have to remember there's that duality in us. There's that Mercury energy in us, in all of us. So, how do we? Balance it? How do we express it? How do we open up those chakras? How do we balance that? The energy of the spookiness of the shadow of it. How do we do that? How do we bring that Mercury energy out? Um, for some people, it might be a little bit difficult, right? It might be a little bit difficult to get that communication out. To get that area of feeling like people are hearing you, to feel like people are listening to you, to feel like you maybe have something to say. And we look at people who probably are very strong in Mercury and we think of that representation of how can it be seen. Also, I want to talk about how it has taken so much energy for people to understand that Mercury moves. It really moves a lot. So when there is a Mercury retrograde, because it is, in all all honesty, a big deal for some of us, right? For some of us, depending on where Mercury is in our chart, this Mercury retrograde might make us feel a little bit unsure. It might make us feel a little bit unheard and it might make us feel like people aren't understanding our perspective or we aren't able to express our perspective because we have to remember that Mercury is the innermost and smallest planet in the solar system. And innermost is the key. we think about it so how can the smallest planet because it's not a huge planet like jupiter but it's the closest planet affect us so accordingly especially when it's mercury retrograde so there's this energy where we see mercury and over a two-year period in the path energy of mercury it makes a series of directions loops Sometimes it feels like it is moving backwards with this Mercury retrograde, but it's just really at a slower pace. And it's known to have that energy that occurs where it's like a regression. So if you ever feel like trouble with insights, trouble with maybe the relationship, trouble with certain energies... Look to see where is that Mercury retrograde? Are we in Mercury retrograde? Or is it just an energy that feels a little bit weighed against us because there is a slower balance to it? One of the things that I think is important when we look at Mercury is understanding a little bit about the zodiacs. And of course, we're going to get more in-depth to the Zodiacs when we get down there, but just kind of giving a little bit of insight of the two signs. So Gemini, the twins ruled by Mercury, the third house. There's where that third energy comes in, that three communication known to communicate. Okay. Known to communicate. Gemini is a mutable sign. It's also an air element. So, ooh, everything we need to know about. Gemini. Now let's look at the Virgo. Everything we need to know about these signs for right now until we get into the Zodiacs. Virgo, the symbol of the maiden. But we have to remember, it also has that duality about it. Ruling planet is Mercury. area of the sixth, ruled the sixth house. The dailies, right? The daily rituals, the daily practices. Element, the earth. Mutable sign known to analyze, analyze, analyze a lot. And what's interesting is Gemini is a mutable sign and so is Virgo. And when we're thinking about the mutable signs... We know that mutable signs can be very intelligent, extremely intelligent. They can also feel kind of cold at times, people say, right? Mutable signs sometimes feel a little bit cold. They don't feel as, um, as warm and fuzzy, as some might say, the other signs feel. Um, they're known to be multivalent. And they're very flexible, so they're not fixed. Okay, they're maybe not as strong, mm, strong to their guns. They can um, definitely compromise somewhat. <laughs> um, and most people think that mutable signs are very easygoing. They're kind of relaxed, you know. They're chill. I do feel that Gemini's always get the bad rap, right? But for most, the mutable signs are known for their area of being multitasked, being multivalent, being in that energy. So when I think about Mercury, and I'm just going to think about Mercury in the area of if I was looking at somebody's chart. And let's say I wanted to see what their Mercury was doing, right? Um, I'm going to look at their chart and say, okay, let's look at the Mercury. And the person that I'm going to pick is one of my favorite Geminis. And I feel that he resembles the Gemini of all Geminis, (laughs) Um, and if you know who that is, then you know that I'm talking about Tupac. What is interesting about Tupac when we look at the chart of Tupac um, is he is a son in Gemini. Okay. He's a life path of four. Four. He is known to be very, almost have that duality to him, that energy of the twos, the energy of, um, the thug, the poet. He was also born during Chinese, um, horoscope of the pig, which means that, um, you can trust them, right? Um, but they are very protective. Very protective. Um, and the birth date of the 16th. So when we look at Tupac's chart, um what I would want to know is we know that the Mercury energy is strong. He's a sun in Gemini, right? Uh not only does he have the sun in Gemini. But he also has his energy of Mercury in Gemini, his energy of relationships, of Venus in Gemini. So most of his chart represents that air element, represents um, that area of being multi-fascinate, of being multitaskful. I think of Tupac as somebody who changes their mind a lot. Maybe they change that area of aspects of what they see versus how they feel at the moment. Like I feel like with Tupac and that energy of having the sun in Gemini, having his relationships in Gemini, Having the energy of the Venus in general of Gemini, the communication in Gemini, and we see it right. He's known for being a poet, he's also known for being a gangster rapper. He's known for having these deep, deep love connections with m- multiple women, but then also being very private about it. We see that energy, we see that energy of him, um, with. His, his divine placements. And what's interesting is Tupac supposedly has, you know, been in this relationship with Jada Pick and Smith, where she is a Virgo. So it would make sense that he would feel this connection to another Mercury based Zodiac. Also, he's had relationships with Rosie Perez, Faith Evans, supposedly right? And, um, his ex-wife Keisha and Kiara Jones, who was his fiance at the time of his death. So even though there's still that area about him that is gone and he was very feisty, right? He had that fiery edge about him. He was Aries moon. He had his Chiron in Aries. It's very interesting on the night that the arrest was made, was right around the, the full moon in Aries. And he was in his Chiron return, which Chiron is known as the wounded healer. And his happens to be in Aries as well. So it's very interesting to me when I see somebody like tubok showing that duality. And a lot of us only speculate what his rising sign is. But the Venus in Gemini, and also when we look at the oppositions of what is his Mercury doing, his Mercury in his natal chart is sextile with Chiron. Creating that energy that feels like who he is, the identity of the two dualities, is also tied into the wounded healer, is also tied into the trauma, is also tied into that energy of what has happened to him right? What has happened to that placement of learning who he is, of learning what has happened. And then when we also look at, because remember his Venus is in Gemini. So there's that energy of Mercury, even though it's not his Mercury, but his Venus is in Gemini which is conjunct with his natal Saturn. So that makes me think there's always had some type of constriction, restriction with his relationships and probably that duality about it. And probably communication. He was probably a really good communicator in his relationships when he wanted to be and when he didn't want to be, he was probably a horrible communicator. He probably shut people out, really shut them out. Um another thing that I look at with his mercury is his mercury is trined in his north node. To me when I see a mercury trined into the north node, I know that mercury is a strong representation of here and now what is happening here and now what is happening with him at his current energy of goals relationships, his current energy of movement. Also, his Mercury was trying to his Mars, that aggressiveness, that volatileness, that spontaneous energy. Somebody grabbed his chain, he could have grabbed it back, but instead he decided to fight. Little did he know, right, that there was going to be a huge chance that they might kill him. You probably didn't know that, right? But he was in the here and now moment of the north node, right? Because not only is his Mercury trine to his north node, so is his Mars conjunction north node, so is the Mercury trine in Mars. See how it all kind of plays out that spontaneous energy, that volatile energy, that duality. What's interesting about Tupac is he has a Venus in five degrees in Gemini and Gemini is ruled by Mercury with the relationships and it holding a lot of communication. We are still battling and talking about his relationships to this day. This man has been gone literally almost 20 years. I mean, he has been gone over 20 years, right? Um because I remember he died I believe my daughter was born right and she's now like 24 so he has been gone such a long time and we are still arguing about if him and Jada really had that deep of connection on social media his relationships is still at that hot degree that five degree that energy of Mercury and we are we got to talk about it we got to talk about it mercury in gemini is his alignment that's really who he is so um that is some insight on the planet mercury and i want to thank everybody for listening i want to thank everybody for hanging out for this podcast i'm very happy to be back back. <laughs> um I don't I I want to kind of get this astrology series moving. So I don't know if I'm gonna be recording um with anybody else for a while. I might just be pushing out these astrology series. I might just be pushing out each planet weekly, maybe breaking a meditation in. Um it's very easy for me to record on my time. It's kind of hard to record when I have to find a guest because the, you know, that energy of mercury, <laughs> that area of, um, getting the intellect, the energy of social, the energy of making it happen is a little bit difficult for me. Um, it's really easy for me to just grab my mic, record, but done. Right. So know where your mercury is. Um, I'm going to say when I think about mercury in people's charts, another thing that I like to look at is if they are a stellium, right? Um, for instance, like a lot of you guys know that I am a stellium. Um, I have a lot of mercury. Um, mercury is related to my Aquarius stellium. And Mercury is known as the fifth number because it's usually in the fifth degree, right? So when we think about what is going on with your energy of communication, your energy of intellectualness, of intellectualness so is not even a word, but go ahead and look at where is the mercury in your chart. Look at it. Look at to see what degree it's in. Look to see what zodiac it is in and see how that represents you, how you communicate, how you communicate with others, how you communicate with your area of, um, relationships with the parents, relationships, especially what house is it in? Is it in your house of rituals? Is it in your house of work? Maybe it's in your Capricorn, your 10th house. Is it in your energy of philosophies in your ninth house on Sagittarius? Where is it? Where is it? Look at it. Get a stronger understanding of the emotions tied into that intellectual, artistic sensibility about you and that perception about you and how you receive it and how you digest it, how you feel it, how you do it. Because a lot of times Mercury represents the how it gets done. So I want to thank everybody for listening, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Chakras and Cuss Words. Please comment, like, and subscribe, and also share this podcast out with a friend, especially a friend who is getting into astrology, and you're like, hey, you need to listen to this podcast because there's this girl on here, and she talks a lot about astrology, and she breaks it down as simply as possible. Because let's face it, sometimes my mercury is all messed up and sometimes it takes me a while to break up stuff and break it down because I want to learn it in an easy way. That's how I like learning astrology. So thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Bye.